This program deals with themes of an adult nature and is intended for a mature audience. The very word secrecy is repugnant in a free and open society. And we are, as a people, inherently and historically opposed to secret societies, to secret oaths, and to secret proceedings. Our differences worldwide would vanish if we were facing an alien threat from outside of this world. We must guard against the military-industrial complex. Exopolitics, paranormal phenomena, and deep analysis of current world events. From somewhere in the desert, between Area 51 and Roswell, blasting across the planet, the Manticore Network proudly presents Fairy Tales. Because the truth will set you free. Headline edition, July 8, 1947. The Army Air Forces has announced that a flying disc has been found and is now in the possession of the Army. I'm as bad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore! The power they took from the people will return to the people. And so long as men die, liberty will never perish. Soldiers, don't fight for slavery, fight for liberty! The only thing we have to fear is fear itself! Sooner or later, though. You always have to wake up. Be skeptical, but don't close your mind. Greetings to everyone around the world, and a warm welcome to another edition of Veritas, where we uncover the truth, one guest at a time. For those who dare to seek, Veritas is the place where they shall find. I'm your host, Mel Fabregas, and I sincerely thank you for joining me once again. And if this is your first time, make yourself at home. I want to thank all our members. As always, you are keeping Veritas alive. You may have seen tonight's special guest make her way to the mainstream media lately, including the Stephen Colbert Show, MSNBC, and others, which is refreshing when you deal with the topic of UFOs. Independent investigative journalist Leslie Kane is tonight's special guest, and we'll be discussing her new book, UFOs, Generals, Pilots, and Government Officials Go on the Record. This book is endorsed by many luminaries, including Dr. Michio Kaku, Miles O'Brien, John Peterson, Dr. Harold Pudoff, and many others. The book includes the testimonial of high-level officials around the world. And it's very important for a journalist to gain the respect of the media when it has been a rarity for decades. Leslie Kane will be with us shortly. 
To listen to the complete version of this and all our past and future shows, become a member. You will receive immediate access to all our inventory of shows. Just head on over to our website, click on the subscribe button, and take Veritas with you. The fall and winter are coming, and you know what that means. Are you still looking for Jim Humble's MMS? Look nowhere else. Go to our website and click on the MMS link. You can buy it there, whether you are in the United States or abroad. And don't forget, we are still selling the 8GB brush metal case USB drive containing all of Season 1 and a lot of bonus material. If you are new to the show and downloading so many large files, that's right, they are large, but the audio quality is also high too. All you need to do is plug your USB drive to your computer, open your favorite audio application, and all the shows for Season 1 will be there for you. Go to the Veritas store to order. Now this week I had the pleasure of having been invited as a guest of the ExoPolitics Ohio radio show with my friend and presenter of the show, Mark Snyder. I recently met Mark at James Gilliland's ranch and was happy to be with him on his show. Mark does a great job interviewing. And you all know I usually don't like to talk about myself unless I'm being interviewed. So listen to Mark's show and learn a few new things you may not know about me by going to exopoliticsohio.us. That's exopoliticsohio.us, where you can listen. That way, you will have an additional show to listen to this week. Thanks, Mark. I thoroughly enjoyed it, and I wish you continued success with your show. Oh, and you know I'm always looking for products and services that I can recommend. Well, I found a an all-inclusive source for health supplements, discount vitamins, bodybuilding products, you name it. Thousands of products at discounted prices. If you are buying health products elsewhere, you are paying too much. Check the link on the right side of the website, veritasshow.com, and take a look at their prices and their selection. You won't be disappointed. And if you need to get in touch with me, go to our website and click on the contact button or on Facebook. And now, get ready for a discussion with a respected journalist about UFOs and the generals, pilots, and government officials who go on the record. When John Podesta writes the foreword to this book, and Dr. Michio Kaku says, quote, At last, a serious and thoughtful book about this controversial subject, skeptics and true believers will find a treasure trove of insightful and eye-opening information. This book is bound to set the gold standard for UFO research, unquote. Then you know that you have to listen to this show. If you want to believe, stop this audio now. If you want to know what they have to say, don't go anywhere. This is Mel Fabregas, and you're listening to Veritas. right here on the very test show is supplied by the independent artists from jamendo.com if you hear a song you like go over to our homepage verytestshow.com click on the guest look up the song and download it you can even buy the group's cds in many cases right there at jamendo.com
This is Bernard Wenner, and you are listening to the Veritas Show. Leslie Kane is an investigative journalist who has been published internationally and nationally in the Boston Globe, Baltimore Sun, Atlanta Journal-Constitution, Star-Ledger, and The Nation, among many other publications. She is co-author of Burma's Revolution of the Spirit, The Struggle for Democratic Freedom and Dignity. Kane was also a producer and on-air host for a daily investigative news program on KPFA Radio, a Pacifica station in California. She began covering the UFO subject in 2000 with a feature story in the Boston Globe and followed with additional mainstream stories. In 2002, she co-founded the Coalition for Freedom of Information, CFI, an independent alliance advocating for greater government openness on information about UFOs and for responsible coverage by the media based on a rational and credible approach. As a director of the CFI, she was the plaintiff in a successful five-year Freedom of Information Act federal lawsuit against NASA. In 2007, she co-organized a landmark Washington, D.C. international press conference on official UFO investigations, which received media coverage around the world. Kane was a producer for the 2009 independent documentary, I Know What I Saw, and is currently working with Breakthrough Films, an award-winning film company, on a new feature documentary. She and her coalition have launched an ongoing initiative to affect U.S. government policy so that scientists and aviation authorities can gain greater understanding of the still unexplained UFO phenomenon. And tonight, we'll be discussing her most recent book, UFOs, Generals, Pilots, and Government Officials Go on the Record. And directly from Massachusetts, I would like to welcome Leslie Kane to Veritas. Hello, Ms. Kane, and thank you for being with us. Well, no, thank you very much. It's a pleasure to be with you. Thanks for having me. The pleasure is all mine. I may call you Leslie. Absolutely, of course. Thank you. I'm actually on Cape Cod, which is a couple hours outside of Boston, but in that vicinity, yep. There you go. Well, with your new book, you've been everywhere. And as you say on the chapters of your book, Taking the Phenomenon Seriously. We take the phenomenon very seriously here, and in the next two hours... I want to discuss your findings. You have appeared in many TV and radio shows, which is always a very positive thing for serious researchers like us. And I have to say, your book has been praised by very respected individuals like Dr. Michio Kaku, Miles O'Brien, formerly with CNN, Dr. Hal Pudoff, and many others. There are very serious people endorsing your work here, Leslie. And folks, when you read Leslie's book, you will find that the testimonials included come from high-level officials worldwide. To the debunkers out there, like Jim Oberg, who say there is a logical explanation to every UFO sighting, how can they debunk the preponderance of testimonials from these high-level officials? What debunking strategy are they recurring to now, Leslie? Well, I mean, you may have seen the piece that James Oberg, oh, excuse me, James Oberg posted on MSNBC recently, which I actually just posted yesterday a response to that piece. Yes. And his point was that, um, and he only made the, you know, in criticizing this whole book, which deals with a whole range of things, he, he was focused on this one point, which is that pilots do not make good witnesses. And, um, you know, he cited a few obscure bits of data to back that up, but the data was not, and, you know, it was really not very powerful stuff. And the point he made really didn't apply to my book anyway, the points he was making about pilots. So the whole thing, I mean, it's just sort of a weak effort to try to undermine, I assume, to try to undermine the great response that the book has been receiving. But I don't think he was very successful. And I think my response 
made that pretty clear. And there's a lot of obfuscation with what he says. It confuses people because people think that he's referring to your work and when it's not. Yeah, I mean, he's, um, you know, he makes these points about pilots that really have nothing to do with my work, nothing to do with it at all, and nothing to do with what was in the book. So, but you're right, it, it puts seeds of doubts in people's minds, it confuses people, and then those that want to, that, that want to doubt this stuff anyway sort of have an excuse, oh yeah, well, if James Oberg says it, you know, they don't necessarily think too much about it, but they can certainly align themselves with somebody like him if they are in a position of not wanting to really be open to this. So, you know, it, it's, but on the other hand, I sort of welcomed it because it allowed me the opportunity to write a really strong piece in response, and it was posted on MSNBC, and it's gotten a great deal of attention. So as far as I'm concerned, it was just another opportunity for me to talk to people about what my book is all about, and I welcomed that opportunity. So I don't know if he achieved his purpose, but um, well, I certainly well, uh, from it anyway. Exactly. You leveraged the opportunity, and you Aikido at the moment. But before we start, I want to ask you about Coalition for Freedom of Information, because there's not a lot of people out there that pursue the truth this way. Tell us when you co-founded this organization and what exactly it does. Yeah, okay. Well, this is, it's basically kind of a loose affiliation of, of volunteer people who just believe in sort of the same approach that I've put forward in the book, really. And that's when it all started, was back in 2002, when um, a gentleman named Larry Landsman, who was then with the Sci-Fi Channel, approached me about spearheading a Freedom of Information Act effort that the Sci-Fi Channel wanted to basically sponsor and, um, you know, they wanted a journalist, and I had done my Boston Globe piece, and he was impressed by that. And it just turned out that we ended up, I ended up working with this incredible team of people, including the public relations firm Podesta Mattoon, which is run by John Podesta's brother, and also a legal firm. And my lawyer's name was Lee Helfrich, and I had this fantastic lawyer. And then we also hired a, a research association in Washington called History Associates to help us break down the doors in some of these obscure, you know, freedom of information, these sort of places where documents are kept. And they were experts on working with the Freedom of Information Act. So we had this amazing team, and that was sort of at the, the beginning. We called ourselves the Coalition for Freedom of Information, and it has sort of stuck around as an alliance of people who want to work at a very serious level and who want to work with higher, you know, high-level officials from around the world to present this subject in a way that's that's very credible, factually oriented, and doesn't make a lot of claims that that are not uh, are inappropriate to make as far as we're concerned, and that's focused on providing the proper kinds of information to the media so that the media can take the subject more seriously, and also to government officials, the kinds of information that they can accept and that they can respond to, and that's sort of been the the thrust of the organization since it started. A lot of the time we worked together, we spent working on the Freedom of Information Act effort, which was around the Kecksburg UFO case. And that was a lot of the focus, but there was other stuff going on simultaneously. And now it's sort of been, the book is sort of the culmination of, of all the work we did over those years. How long did it take for you to write the book? Well, I mean, the book, the actual creation of the book took about two years, but um, it, it built on work that I had done for many years before that. And in fact, some of the research that I used in the book was research that I had done prior to actually, you know, this past two-year period in which I wrote it. So, but the focused, focused work was done 
over that long. And a lot of that work was involved with working with the contributors to the book. You know, it, I mean, I wrote about half the book myself, and the other half was written by 18 different contributors. So it took a lot of time to work with each of them. Some of them didn't speak English. We had to get translators, and it was a long process, not just to write my own work, but to have these other people contribute and write theirs as well. And that made it more complicated. And I should have asked you to give us a little bit of a background, because I'm always interested in somebody who's a a respected uh, investigative journalist like yourself, who gets caught in the in the subject of UFOs. It happened to me, it happened to many others. How did that happen to you? Give us some background. Yeah, okay. Well, that um, it, it was actually sort of a surprise to me because um, I was a journalist working at a public radio station, as you mentioned earlier, KPFA Radio, which is a Pacifica network in the San Francisco Bay Area. And I was a co-producer and co-host, on-air host of a daily investigative news show, a very popular drive-time radio program on that station. And I had also done quite a lot of freelance publishing in the years prior to this. I'm t- what I'm talking about now is we're looking at 1999, which is when this all started for me. And over the years before that, I had published quite widely freelance articles in many newspapers, magazines, here and abroad, on a variety of topics. A lot of them were related to Burma, because that was an issue I w- I'd been devoted to for many years, but other things as well. So I, I had this track record as being a freelance, pub- you know, publishing freelance articles and producing this daily investigative news show. And what happened was a colleague from France sent me an English translation of the Cometa Report, which is a French report. Maybe some of your listeners are probably familiar with it. It's kind of well-known. But um, just to tell you briefly, it was a, a French study of the UFO phenomenon that was conducted by a group of very high-level people in France, including four or five generals, one of them a four-star, included an admiral. It included the former head of the French National Space Agency, which is the equivalent of our NASA here, uh, the former chief of police, a lot of scientists, engineers, government, one government official who had been heading up the French agency for many years. Most of them retired, but not all of them. And um, these gentlemen spent three years looking into official data on UFOs and looked into some of the best cases there are. And what struck me as a journalist when I received the report was not only the the power of the actual case reports that they provided, but it was their conclusion, which was that they believed that the extraterrestrial hypothesis was the most rational and the most valid and the most likely you know uh, explanation for these cases that they studied. Now they made the point that this had not been proven that we don't know what these things are but that they thought it was an incredibly, you know, a totally rational and likely explanation for them. And again, these are cases that are very, that have been very thoroughly studied. We're talking about that small 5% of cases which have been officially studied and to such an extent and have enough data that other, other, you know, other explanations for them can be eliminated. So these were the cases they focused on. And I was very struck as a journalist at the time by the power of that conclusion since it was being made by generals and admiral and the former head of the space agency, I mean, I thought, you know, when people like at that level make a statement like this, it really means something, and it's also news. And I was a journalist, so I thought, this is a story here. Um, and that's what got me started on this. I wrote my first story for the Boston Globe in, in 2000, which was about the Cometa Report, basically, and other research that I'd done, but that well, that was the focus for it. And ever since then, I have been, you know, learning more and more 
doing more and more research and um, haven't stopped and, you know, don't want to stop. I've just been very captivated and focused by the subject. Thank you for listening. To unlock the full two-hour interview, including video formats, downloads, transcripts, exclusive articles, and more, subscribe to Veritas Plus now. Gain access to our entire archive dating back to 2008. Just click subscribe at veritasradio.com. Because you don't want to believe, you want to know. Subscribe now. To listen to the rest and all of our exclusive material, proceed to the Veritas Plus member section or join the Veritas Plus family by subscribing. Click on the subscribe button at veritasradio.com. Don't forget to visit the Veritas store for focused life force energy. Get a 15-day free trial today with no credit card required. And if you want to get in touch with Mel, want to be a guest on this radio program, have a guest suggestion, or have feedback, just click on the contact button on our website at veritasradio.com. Now, proceed to the Veritas Plus member section or subscribe to listen to the rest of the interview. You don't want to miss it. Because you don't want to believe, you want to know. What are you waiting for? Subscribe now at veritasradio.com.